You're listening to the Eat with Grace podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Jackie Neinheis, registered dietitian and professor of culinary medicine. And I am your co-host, Brooke Fredrickson, registered dietitian and certified diabetes care and education specialist. And we are here to challenge a culture around food and nutrition from a biblical perspective. You know, my listeners probably can't see all of this wonderful fruits and vegetables that I brought, but I brought a whole plate of them. I grabbed what I had in my refrigerator. I have carrots and spinach, peppers, grapes, apple, and an orange. Um, You know, as dietitians, we always recommend getting at least five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. So here it is. This is a huge amount of food. And I could make a salad out of the spinach. I love oranges in my salad with just a little drizzle of uh, dressing on it. I like grapes in a salad. I like to eat these foods individually too. But we're here today to talk a little bit about detox and juicing. And if I decided that I was going to juice all of these fruits and vegetables, which would make probably a couple of really nice meals for me today, it would only make one glass of juice. So it seems like, why would I want to just drink the juice instead of eating these beautiful different kinds of foods? I just think uh, sumo citrus is a new kind of orange. It is so delicious, but I love the taste of the orange itself putting, uh, trying to put it in a a juice is not going to make it healthier. In fact, I think it's going to have fewer nutrients. What do you think, Brooke? Yeah, I think juicing is, is one of those trends that's become really big in the last, I'd say 10 years or so. And, uh, I think the premise behind it is that people feel like if they can juice their vegetables, that they're going to get all the nutrients out of them uh, in in this one single glass. And so, um, I think the premise behind it is, is well-intentioned, but like you said, when we just take the juice out of the fruits or the vegetables, we're missing out on a lot of the other things that the whole food provides. We're missing out on the fiber, which is going to help us actually feel full, which is actually going to feed our gut bacteria and be that good prebiotic fiber. And we miss out on, I think the satisfaction of chewing our food and, and the, the feeling of satiety in our stomach and fullness in our stomach, because when we drink juice, it doesn't fill us up and it doesn't stay with us very long. It's actually absorbed into our body really, really fast. And so it doesn't satisfy that hunger and provide the fullness that I think most people are looking for when they, when they look at food. Our fruits and vegetables are so beautiful. They're so gorgeous and they make our meals just Um, It rounds them out so nicely. And I think about some of the reasons that um, people might try juicing. And there's a lot of advertising around detox. The interesting thing is there is absolutely no research that shows benefits for um, drinking juices as a cleanse or as a detox. And Brooke, you were mentioning earlier when we were talking that you know, our bodies are designed with kidneys and with the skin and with the liver. 
And these actually work to detox our food naturally. And there's nothing we can do or to put into our food that's going to take anything out of our body um, differently than what it would. Now, fiber though, does sometimes carry carcinogens out of our body. And so fiber has been found to um, you know, reduce the risk of some cancers. But the funny thing about it is when you juice, you lose that fiber, don't you, Brooke? Yes. Uh, detoxing is, is a very uh, good, I'd say, marketing ploy for a lot of health and wellness companies. Uh, like you said, detoxing is, we have a built-in detox system. God actually created our bodies with the ability to get rid of what it doesn't need. Uh, and so when we talk about detoxing, the whole purpose behind it is to get rid of so-called toxins, which of course no one ever defines. Like, do you know what, do you know what toxins are, Jackie? Um, because when I think of toxins, I think, I think of poisons. And so when we, if we actually like look up the definition of toxins, it's a substance that causes harm in our body. And a lot of times they're listed as um, toxins like, like botulism. If, if we're going to talk about like food poisoning, alcohol can be a toxin in high amounts uh, because in small amounts, it doesn't harm us, but in large amounts, it can kill us. It can be poisonous. I think of things like air pollutants and cigarette smoke and heavy metals. And so those things are toxins, but a lot of times uh, these, these companies or these people who might be pushing detoxing or cleansing or, or juicing type things, they actually put like foods and sugar into that category of toxins, which is just not true. Like sugar will not kill us. Um, it is not a toxin. It's something that our body can use for energy. And so um, I think it's, it's misleading people to believe that, that there are all these like naturally occurring toxins in our food that we need to do something about to get rid of them. And we really, that's the one thing, like we really don't have any control over that. Our, our body is designed to do that. And if our liver's functioning well and our kidneys are functioning well, that exocrine system in our body is going to get rid of those things. Um, so we, we have no control over our body getting rid of it. We do have control over what we put into our body. And so you can prevent putting some of those toxins into your body, but we really have so little control over what comes out of it. You know, thinking of sugar as a toxin is, is crazy because sugar is what, um, you know, can give us energy. I have some carrots here. You know, this carrot has a small amount of sugar in it that's really important to give me energy. And to say that that's a toxin in the carrot is totally wrong. When I think of a toxin, you mentioned botulism. The amount of botulism that would fit on the point of a pin would kill a whole group of people. That is a toxin. And no amount of juice and no amount of um, any kind of liquid or anything we put in our body is going to rid us of that botulism or that toxin. So the toxin is something that would kill you like botulism. Sugar is something that we find in carrots that makes them so delightful to, to eat. There's a crunch to them. There's a sweetness to them. 
there's so many nutrients, but the sugar actually makes us go back for a second carrot stick or a third carrot stick. And that's a good thing. You know, the problem might come when we add lots of sugar to a lot of different foods in your diet, then becomes really high in sugar. That's not necessarily what we want, but I look at um, these different foods that I have. If I take this apple and I juice it, it's like squeezing all the sugar out of the apple, leaving the fiber, the pectin, which actually serves a purpose as fiber in your body too, leaving all of that behind. And what we have is we're just making a drink that is higher in sugar than it would be if I ate the apple. So sugar is not a toxin. And it's not necessarily something that we need to seek out to add to our juice either by juicing this apple. Right. And I think the, the premise behind the sugar is a toxin. I think a lot of it is, um, you know, those added sugars, like you were talking about, or like what people would consider processed sugars. Um, but again, like our body, whether, whether there's, um, you know, fruit sugar or there's sucrose, which is like table sugar, our body turns them all into glucose. <laughs> so whether our sugar is coming from fruits or vegetables or bread or milk or table sugar, our body turns them all into glucose and uses them all the same way. And so, so we can't say that one is a toxin, one isn't a toxin, like none of them are toxins because our body is able to utilize them for energy, like you were saying. And when we turn, say fruits or vegetables into a juice and we drink it like that, when we remove the pectin, when we remove the fiber, um, we're actually more likely to have a blood sugar spike and drop after drinking that because it does go through our body so fast. It's absorbed into our bloodstream so fast as a pure sugar. When fiber actually slows that down, fiber is going to slow down the absorption of that glucose and actually level out your blood sugar more than drinking that juice. And so people who are trying to juice and and drink these things for health benefits could potentially be, um, I wouldn't say doing harm, but doing their body a disservice by doing this. It would actually be so much better to just eat the actual fruit or vegetable than to drink the juice, because then you're getting the whole food, you're getting all the nutrients and everything that's in it, and you're not separating things out and causing an unnecessary blood sugar spike. That's right. And there's other physiological reasons why it's really nice to eat real food. I mean, food that crunches. And one of those is for, um, you think of your, your jaws, you think of your teeth, they need something to chew on in order to uh, keep their structure. So if, if you juiced all the time, you're going to lose some of that function. Also, our gut, our, um, intestines, they're actually muscles and they push the food through the digestive tract. If you do not use those muscles and instead you just give it juice. So there's no reason to really, for the muscles to work very hard. Those muscles are just like other muscles in their body, in our body that they get a little lax and they don't work quite as well. What we see happening then is that when you do add food to your body, it's like those muscles have to get in shape again. So juicing for a long period of time actually does a disservice to your digestive system and makes it so it's harder to have food work through the digestive tract like it's supposed to. Right. 
And I think, so if someone wanted to juice, um, they certainly could. Like if, if we were gonna make this work um, in a healthy balanced diet, I mean, I think doing it every once in a while and having one glass would be fine. Um, I don't think juicing daily, first of all, it's very expensive because you're, again, like Jackie showed you this huge basket of fruits and vegetables that might make one glass of juice. That's, that's a really inefficient um, way to use your grocery dollar um, when, it, when it comes to trying to improve your health. So it would be better to eat those things than to juice them. But again, when, you, when we juice, juice does not contain any fat or protein. And so we are missing out on those essential kind of macronutrients that our body needs in order to maintain our muscle mass. And so if you're doing juicing where you like juice all day long, you're only giving your body carbohydrate. You're not getting any protein from that. Your body, if you do lose weight because of the reduced calories or the restriction that you're engaging in at that time, um, it's likely going to be in muscle mass. Your body's actually going to be breaking down muscle mass um, and, and maybe some water weight. And so it's not true weight loss. It's not good weight loss if your body's breaking down muscle because that's the kind of, of body mass that we want to hang on to. We don't want to lose that. And so it does kind of go against, like it sounds like this really good thing when it comes to health and nutrition, but it's really not. There's really no, there's really no, significant benefit that we can find in juicing um, or detoxing in general uh, that's going to help you long term. I think the big factor here that we're looking at is that, um, you know, there's really no medical evidence that drinking excess fluids help to flush out anything also. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, if you drink too much water, it can interfere with how our kidneys are working and the electrolyte balance in our body. Mm -hmm. And um, these electrolytes are what regulates nerve and muscle function. Yep. So there can be all kinds of really dangerous problems, including um, arrhythmias. So, mm -hmm. you know, while most of the time it's not going to cause problems, Detoxing and cleanse is not evidence-based and it's probably not going to lead to the kind of benefits that are advertised. And it's also going to um, reduce your satisfaction with meals. Some people lose a lot of weight doing different kinds of uh, cleanses or juices because they're taking in less food. But there again, it's very difficult, if not impossible, to stay on that long term. They end up going off of it and gaining the weight back. And research has shown that often they gain back more weight than that they lost. And you wonder, was it really even worth all of those meals you missed, all the relationships that were not built, all of the uh, conversations you weren't able to have because you weren't eating real food, you were juicing instead. Right. Yeah, it, it, it goes definitely against the whole hunger fullness thing and kind of how God created food for us. And the purpose for food is to, is to provide satisfaction and to give us energy and to give us nutrients. And juicing is just one of those things that uh, I think sounds good, um, but isn't necessarily because it is very inadequate nutritionally. And so it, it shouldn't be done um, for any extended period of time at all. But one question that I often get in regards to juicing 
that's, that's kind of similar is the idea of smoothies. And so what are your thoughts on smoothies versus juicing, Jackie? Well, smoothies might have um, more of the nutrients and it might have more of the fiber, but I feel like there again, I am drinking my meal instead of enjoying it and eating it. And I think of a smoothie, even if it's a vegetable smoothie, a lot of times I'll put fruits or things in it. I think of it as a dessert. So if, if you want to have a smoothie, think of it as eating ice cream, because often frozen yogurt or ice cream have very similar ingredients as, um, as a smoothie. It's just how frozen one is. And it doesn't matter if you start with soy milk or coconut milk or almond milk or any of those different kinds of products. It's still very similar to what you would get as a frozen dessert. So I always like to think of uh, a smoothie as a dessert. And at least in my household, that's how we serve it. Yeah, I personally am not a big fan of smoothies just because I don't like drinking my food. Um, I would much rather, I'd much rather eat it. I do think it can be a good way to use up some fruits or vegetables. <laughs> you know, like if something's starting to go bad and you say you have some spinach and you have a banana that's getting brown and you have something like, if you need to throw it all in a blender to use it up, I do think that's a good way to get in some fruits and vegetables, especially for people who um, maybe are very picky and don't, don't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables or don't like them that way. If they would eat them in a smoothie form, I think that's one way that they can get that whole food in there um, by, by blending it up. Because if you keep the, the, the peelings and everything in there, you're going to get all the fiber and everything in it. But it, with smoothies, it's, it's very much a personal choice. Um, I think they also can be very high in sugar. Like you said, sometimes they actually add juice to them or add sugar to them. If someone enjoys them, like you said, it, it's one of those kind of like sweet treat kind of things. Um, you don't have to have a smoothie every morning to, for it to be a healthy breakfast. I think some people think that in order to have a healthy breakfast, they need to give up their cereal and eat a smoothie. Well, I think that would be up for debate too. And so if you really like them and you really enjoy them, I think it's better than juicing, um, but they're not necessary as well. So, And it's one of those rules um, that maybe some diet gurus have put out there Mm -hmm. And that's because they're selling a product and they're making money off of the protein powder that they suggest you add or, or some other uh, supplement or nutrient of it. So, yeah. So since you mentioned protein powders, um, if we're talking about toxins and heavy metals, protein powders are actually one of the most um, common sources of heavy metals in, in the supplement industry. So if you're someone who thinks that you need to have a smoothie and add a bunch of protein powder in it in order to get your protein in in the morning for breakfast or whenever you drink it, I would really do some research on the protein powder that you're using. I know there's been lots of independent studies out there showing that protein, protein powders are very, very high in heavy metals, um, which, which are not good for us. And so again, rather than focusing on these processed man-made powders, let's focus on getting our protein from real sources. Like you can get protein from, from yogurt um, by adding those in, or you can add in some nut butters or do that if you're, if you're concerned about protein in your smoothie. But I would be really wary uh, about those protein powders and make sure you're doing your research to make sure that they are from a reputable place um, or, just, or just stick to the real food. 
You know, that also brings up, you know, these protein powders, even if they have heavy metals in it, that is probably not going to be a concern if you use it once a month or once right. a year or something like that. Right. The problem comes in when you use it day after day after day. And many people who juice, uh, they will do the exact same kind of the liquid and the exact same kind of protein powder day after day after day. Anytime you use the same food and you're restrictive like that, you're going to find that um, you have a buildup of certain minerals. Yep. Yeah. Toxicity. When we talk about toxins, toxicity um, usually doesn't occur when something is in really small amounts. Um, it's when something is in large amounts. And so, yes, the more frequently you're having something that potentially could contain toxins, the more likely of building up that toxicity in your body. But if you have it infrequently, or if it's in really, really minute amounts, uh, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna cause any problems. But isn't it interesting, the reason that a person might juice or might cleanse or do any of these types of, um, uh, diet things is because they, they're really concerned about their health. They want to mm -hmm. do a good thing for their health. Well, the fact of the matter is, and research bears it out, that whole fruits and vegetables are going to be healthier. It's going to be more economical. It's going to have less toxins in it. And uh, putting less toxins in your body means it's going to be healthier. But there's no way that that juice or that cleanse is going to take out toxins. Yeah, no. And it's more sustainable. Like it, it doesn't interrupt your life as much as having to juice things. Like that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. You got to clean up the machine. Like just grab the banana or the orange or whatever it is and just eat it and enjoy it. Like when we're looking at quality of life and cognitive load and all of these other things, how diets interrupt our day, um, it's so much easier to eat the whole fruit or vegetable than it is to juice it or, or make it into a smoothie or something like that. And I've seen people who say, oh, well, I do it really easy. I make it one time and it's good for the week or it's good for a couple of days. Well, when you do that with a smoothie for, or um, even a juice, first of all, you are breaking down the cell walls of the fruits and vegetables. So the vitamins are more likely to dissipate than if you made it fresh every day. And just as one example, um, most of our, a lot of our fruits and vegetables have vitamin C in it. So if you make a smoothie or a juice one day and you drink it for the next three days, if it is exposed to light, vitamin C is reduced the second and third day. And so there are many reasons why um, eating a, an orange or an apple the second and third day is, is definitely going to give you more vitamin C than if you just kept that smoothie in the refrigerator and, and drank a little bit each day. Right. I know I have some clients um, and a lot of people will say that if they do a detox, um, or juice for a couple days or something like that, that they actually feel better. And so <clears throat> there could be a few reasons why that happens. I think anytime we make significant changes to our eating, so 
kind of depends on what you were eating before uh, versus what you're doing later. Like if, if you're just, you know, eating a lot of um, say maybe really, really highly processed foods, not a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, something like that, maybe it's kind of unbalanced. And then you go on like a, you know, a three day or a seven day cleanse or, or detox or something <clears throat> that's really high in fruits and vegetables, you might actually feel better. Um, that could be because your body's actually getting more of the nutrients that it needs because it wasn't before. It could be because what you're eating before was maybe, like I said, really, really highly processed, maybe really high in fat or something. And so you feel like you have more energy on that. Um, there's also something called the placebo effect um, where anytime we make changes that in our mind we think are healthier, we're actually automatically going to kind of attribute any, any better feeling to that. Um, even if there isn't anything physiological that's better, we are going to um, we are going to assume that the changes that we made are making us feel better based on based on what we did. And so, <clears throat> so I know that some people will say, "Well, when I give this up, I feel better," or "When I do this detox, I feel better." And so, how do we communicate that kind of stuff, like that anecdotal evidence where people say they feel better when they when they juice or when they detox? You know, that anecdotal evidence is, it's really interesting because there's so much of it in the literature that they um, propose it as research when it really isn't. And the reason it's not research is because there are placebo effects. Um, for instance, people who eat more fruits and vegetables, they'll say, um, you know, there's all these benefits. Well, people who eat more fruits and vegetables are probably eating, doing other healthier things in their life also. So five fruits and vegetables a day or more is what we recommend as dietitians. And you can easily get that in whole food. In fact, a serving size is probably a, the amount of fruits or vegetables that fit in a, the palm of your hand. So it's very easy to get that. And we recommend um, eating some kinds of fruits or vegetables at breakfast, which is a meal maybe sometimes people would leave vegetables off of, but an omelet with spinach, uh, tomatoes, onions, uh, some mushrooms in it is an excellent example of adding uh, vegetables to a breakfast. But you can get five servings a day without having any at your a breakfast meal. So there's just so many easy ways to add it in and knowing that that's a more healthful way of doing it than uh, trying to juice or trying to do a cleanse that actually is does more harm than good. Yes, because actually adding things to our diet is better for our nutrition. It's adding nutrients to our diet versus taking things away, which juicing and detoxing takes things away. We're actually removing nutrients from our body because we're restricting and we're limiting the type and the amount of nutrients. So it's actually very, it's very counterintuitive when you think of it, it's actually removing nutrients from our, from our diet rather than adding them. And so we always want to think, how can we add nutrients to our diet? And so, like you said, adding Fruits and vegetables, I think, is really easy. I usually tell people have a fruit or veg or have a have vegetables at your your noon and your evening meal, and have your fruit in between as snacks, and then find one other place to throw in a fruit or vegetable. And it's it's actually very easy if you can kind of plan it into your day and just make sure every time I'm going to eat today, I'm going to make sure a fruit or vegetable is present, and it becomes a a really easy habit uh, to get into. 
that is a really good way of putting it. And I just appreciate this topic today because we're not out here giving you new rules or saying this can't be done, this can't be done. We're out there to dispel the myths that really aren't working and talk about the things that do work. So I think your comment hits that exactly where it is. So thank you today so much for listening. And if you have ideas on, on uh, questions you would like answered or uh, topics you'd like discussed, put it in the comments and uh, we'd be glad to do the research and dig up the information to share with you. Thanks for listening and have a great week.